Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grombacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Todd Rosenbluth. Todd, are you ready to do this? I am. I'm excited to be with you. Excellent. Let's do this. Todd is the director of ETF, Mutual Fund Research, leading the analytical efforts of CFRA's holding base research in the United States. He publishes regular commentary on equities, fixed income, and commodities. I'm excited to have you on Todd, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, uh, well, happy to be here with you. Uh, I'm doing this call from New York City. That's where I live and I work. That's where one of the offices at CFRA offers. Uh, we're an independent investment research firm covering stocks, uh, ETFs, and mutual funds, uh, qualitative research. Uh, I've been doing this for from an ETF and mutual fund perspective for about a decade. Uh, prior to joining CFRA, I was part of S&P's investment research team. Uh, what else to tell you about it? Uh, a native New Yorker, went to school in Michigan, uh, met my wife there, very happy uh, with what I'm doing and very happy to help uh, and be a part of this conversation. Excellent. Well, you're again excited to have you on. So it seems a very, very, very timely conversation when in the news, people are reading about, and I'm certainly reading about how uh, there's now free investments that are available, that the, that the cost for an investor buying an ETF, um, or rather the expense ratio is getting driven down and down and down and down. So I just wanted to kind of get a, a global snapshot of your feelings on that. So we picked an excellent time for this conversation. I'm sure listeners can appreciate we booked these uh, in advance. And this happens to be the perfect time to be talking about ETFs. On Monday, a fintech firm, SoFi, that some investors may be familiar with, many less familiar with, filed or updated the filing to offer ETFs that would have no fee, zero fee. There would be a, There is a fee that's behind the scenes that is being waived initially, and we think will be waived for much longer than that. And then throughout the week, we've actually seen fee reductions be announced uh, from Vanguard. And actually, while I was getting ready for this call, saw that State Street uh, has cut the fee uh, for a high-yield bond ETF. So I'm sure we'll get deeper into this, but fees keep coming down. That's a great thing for investors, but as most things are near or soon to be close to zero. I think it's important for investors to realize not everything is the same inside the wrapper and homework is needed. And that's part of the research that we at CFRA offer to our clients and to the general investing public. Got it. So just because, well, let's, let's uh, dig, dig, dig a little bit deeper into that. Um, number one, how many, do you know how many ETFs exist? And how many different asset classes? These are big questions, but. Yeah. So there's more than 2,000 exchange-traded products. Uh, so there's some things called exchange-traded notes that are a little bit different than ETFs or exchange-traded funds. Uh, we at CFRA have research on over 1,800 of these products. The number of products continues to climb higher. There's $3.7 trillion in ETF assets. That continues to climb higher. Investors increasingly are and slowly are moving money from either individual stocks and using ETFs 
or they're using ETFs as a replacement or a complement to their existing mutual fund strategies. So there's a whole gamut of funds to be able to choose from. Uh, and to your question of how can you get, you know, the beauty of an ETF is that it, uh, it can offer exposure to a whole range of asset classes. So there's ETFs that offer exposure to the S&P 500, or the Russell 1000, those are prominent indices that I'm sure listeners are quite familiar with. And then you can get equity exposure to one ETF uh, for Vietnam. <laughs> so the president was just there, you know, if somebody wanted to learn more about how to invest in Vietnam, there is a VanAck Vectors ETF that offers exposure to that. Um, across fixed income, which has made it a lot easier to get exposure to uh, the diversification benefits of, of bonds uh, through gold and silver and other commodities, you name it. You, we're, we're covering a lot of ground uh, in the ETF universe, and there's lots of tools out there for people to invest in. Nice. And should people expect the, the cost of every ETF to be driven down, or is it just particular sectors or asset classes? So we've seen increasing competition for what are more broad asset allocation, well-diversified products. Uh, and then the na more narrowly focused products um, are often at a premium. Often they're at a premium because they're the only, there's only one product or perhaps two products that are offering that. So for example, there's, uh, there's three ETFs that offer S&P 500 exposure Vanguard. Uh, I was alluding to Vanguard reductions. Vanguard uh, has disclosed that the fee uh, is now three basis points for its ETF. This is a you know a hundred billion dollar ETF, and the fee went from four to three. Uh, there's a Spider product uh, SPY that charges nine basis points. So there's that's to some extent the range, and that at the high end is nine. That tells you that's not very much. That Vietnam ETF, uh, I'm blanking on the exact expense ratio at the moment, uh, but it's certainly at a premium. I think it's it's north about 50 basis points or even higher than that. It's the only ETF that offers exposure to that. So if you are investing in narrower parts of the marketplace, more thematic, more single country strategies, uh, then there's probably one, and there's an ETF, there's probably one ETF, and you're gonna have to pay a bit of a premium, but the likelihood is you're paying considerably less than if you were buying this in a mutual fund wrapper. Got it. So Vanguard moves the expense ratio on the, I think you said it was the S&P uh, 500 fund, or ETF rather, from four basis points to three basis points. And that sounds like not that big of a change, but you have a sense of the revenue that they'll be losing just on that one basis point? Yeah, well, so it, it, it A, is, you're right, it's not that big a change. For many of these ETFs, the fees are near rock bottom, so the difference between four and three from an investor standpoint is not that much, although, of course, you want to pay as little as possible as long as the exposure makes sense to you, and, and maybe we can come back to the exposure makes sense to you part in a moment. Um, so this is a $100 billion product, uh, and at the risk of showing your listeners my ability to do math on the fly, I won't forget <laughs> how much of a revenue hit they're, they're taking on this. But that's the, you know, so many of these companies that offer ETFs uh, are publicly traded. Vanguard happens to not be, but other companies like State Street or iShares is offered by BlackRock. 
Uh, Invesco is publicly traded. So there is a understandable reticence of giving up revenue when your your other investor community is expecting that revenue. So the reason you do that is you – so often you do that because you think you can jumpstart a product. We saw State Street cut the fee of a high-yield bond ETF today. Uh, this is a product that has less than $100 million in assets. It's a lot easier to stomach the fee reduction of a product like that to try mm-hmm. to get investor attention than it is to cut the fee of a $100 billion product. Uh, so I guess let me stop there, but maybe we can come back to you know, that, that that second part I was alluding to of, you know, should fees be the only thing that matters? Right, yeah, I definitely want to jump into that and make sure that the exposure makes sense to you as an individual. <clears throat> I'm just trying to make heads and tails of how this company, SoFi, that you mentioned, how how are they going to make money if their investments are free? Yeah, so, well, this is, the I think the, an important distinction is this is a company that exists outside of its asset management business. The asset management business is first being created, uh, and so the likely benefit for SoFi is that investors start to think of SoFi as a destination for investments. It's historically been uh, more of a online bank uh, and lending capabilities. And so there's a potential, I go with potential again, halo effect of you're investing in these products because of SoFi and thus you want to learn more about SoFi and, and be able to I have that as part of it. SoFi does currently offer uh, what is, uh, I think, appropriately named like a robo-advisor, um, where it isn't a guarantee that they will use these ETFs uh, as part of that robo-program, but you know, that basically a build-your-own asset allocation strategy or that's built for an investor uh, to do a one-stop shop. But so this, these are products that could be used within their strategy, and then it's likely that SoFi uh, is just beginning to enter its presence in the ETF marketplace and with, with these initial products. And so you could use the these soon-to-be-free products. They don't exist yet, but soon-to-be-free products as part of a broader portfolio that there are revenues tied to. So, But it is a gamble. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're going to be late to the ETF party, you better make your presence known a zero fee product is a certainly a good way of attempting to do that. Yeah, well, I think that certainly makes sense, and that makes sense to me. How a company that offers banking services would want to get customers under the umbrella, so to speak, so that they'd have an opportunity to also help them with their banking needs. So, so that that makes sense to me for for a company like for other for for the fidelities of the world companies that that have offered actively traded and more traditionally expensive mutual funds and they're getting into this game as well i i would have to think it will be harder for them with legacy costs and things like that is it am am, am i right or am i missing something well yeah i mean so a, a couple of things one is fidelity uh launched last year uh free index-based mutual funds uh, so they were the fir- I guess the first or the the existing product that exists that is available today for investors that are looking for a free investment, but obviously with the risks that come with an investment and the reward potential of that. And so there are four funds that Fidelity offers that are index mutual funds on their platform. They've been gathering assets. They launched 
uh, you know, six or so months ago, but are, are at gathering assets. Those products are only available on Fidelity's platform. So Fidelity is able to gate the community, so to speak, by making it that you can only buy the product there. An ETF you can buy on any brokerage platform. So you, you'll be able to buy these SoFi products on Fidelity's platform, uh, as well as obviously SoFi's platform and everybody else's. Um, I do think that these, you know, from a brokerage perspective, the goal is to gather assets on the platform or one of the goals to do that and make it sticky and make a great investor experience. So we've seen Schwab and Fidelity earlier in February announced the expansion of ETFs that would be commission free, meaning you wouldn't have to pay any trading costs uh, to execute your trades. You'd obviously have to pay management fee and, and other costs related to, you know, the bid ask spread might exist even if you're not paying a commission, but there's, there might be a spread uh, available behind it. So there's the, the good thing is the ETF industry is growing and lots of firms want a part of uh, that expanding pie. The challenge is how do you stand out in this industry? Um, and again, from a research guy's perspective, that's very exciting. There's more players, there's more choices that are out there. And it highlights that as we touched on earlier, not all these ETFs are gonna be constructed the same. And so you really have to take a look at what the exposure that it provides if I can go back a second to an example, Vanguard cut the fee on its emerging market ETF VWO to 12 basis points that is cheaper than an iShares product, IEMG, that's 14 basis points. They used to have the same fee. Vanguard is now cheaper, but the countries that you get exposed to in Vanguard ETF is different than the countries you get exposure to in the iShares product because they track different indices. And so you're going to have different performance records and different investor experiences, and the different and that difference between those products is greater than two basis points or, you know, twenty dollars on your on your investment. Got it. Okay. So you said you need to determine if exposure makes sense to you. So what does that mean, and how how do I do that? <laughs> well, so you should. Before choosing an ETF, you should determine, okay, what do I own already? And then what might complement that opportunity and that exposure? And I guess if you're starting from scratch, then you want to figure out, okay, do I want it? Presumably an investor would want a well-diversified strategy uh, overall. And then what can be the starting point for that? Do you want to have a heavy exposure to the U.S. as most people living in the U.S. do? Uh, and then how do you want to complement that? Or how do you want to get that? So do you want large cap exposure? Do you want only? Do you want something that includes large, mid, and small cap companies as part of the ETF? Do you want to have more of a growth tilt uh, to your portfolio or a more defensive-oriented tilt to your portfolio? So I can't offer, you know, we don't offer investment advice that's customized. But there's tools to be able to give you – the beauty is there's an ETF for that. And so depending upon what an investor might want to have, they can then take a look and see does this ETF deliver. Uh, and going beyond the label is extremely important because the label is designed to get you in the door, not necessarily give you the best investment. Got it. So when you see emerging market, you need to dig a lot deeper because one company's 
to 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 your point where you mentioned earlier, one company's emerging mark emerging market strategy or the countries that they're actually investing in could be dramatically different than another's. So how how would I go about getting that information? This is what your company does. Yeah. So this is so we are a uh, what's known as a third party research provider. So you can find that information on in ETF's website. Uh, the beauty of, or one of the beauties of an ETF is it is transparent. And so every day they just, the iShares event or the iShares of State Street, the Wisdom Tree, whatever ETFs disclose their holdings on a daily basis. I caught myself because Vanguard uh, discloses holdings on a monthly basis, but there's, these are mostly index-based products. They're not changing all that much. So you're okay in knowing it as of uh, month end for, for most strategies. So you can do your homework that way. The research that we have at CFRA, which is available through a subscription, uh, offers not only the tools to tell you what's inside that strategy and other important metrics, but what do we as a research firm think about that? Is having exposure to one country, more exposure to a country, uh, good or bad in this environment? Is a growth tilt favorable or unfavorable in this environment? And, and you can use that to help build your portfolios or to assess what you currently uh, have in the marketplace. And obviously there's other research tools that are available uh, from other firms who I'm not going to give a commercial to. <laughs> sure, sure. I appreciate that very much. Is there one piece of advice that, that, that you would give or, or, or perhaps, man, I really wish that majority of ordinary investors knew this or would spend more time thinking about this? Yeah, so from an ETF perspective, even though we spent a, a good amount of time, an appropriate time, and that the there's a race to the bottom and it's becoming cheaper and cheaper uh, to get exposure in a diversified manner, uh, we think it's extremely important for an investor to know what they own. Um, <laughs> you wouldn't, you, you, you want to make sure you understand what is inside that portfolio and does that make sense to me? Uh, there's lots of ETFs that are trying to get your attention uh, and the reason they're competing for it is because they, they've got an interesting product but you want to make sure you know enough about what you're buying don't just buy it because it's cheap or it's for, for, because it's from a firm that you've heard of do some homework the same way you would with any other major, major decision you, you do in your life got it I think that that makes a lot of sense and I, I feel like I may have uh stepped on the lead a little bit and taking your difference making tip but savage nation's ready for it what uh what is your difference making tip yeah uh so i i really think doing homework uh before making a buy or sell decision understanding what your choices are making sure you're fully informed um is i think makes a big difference investor returns are driven by what's inside their portfolio and the ETF is just a wrapper that holds a combination of stocks or bonds. Make sure that you know what you own so you can feel comfortable with whether it went up or down in your time horizon. Well, I think that that is great stuff. That definitely gets a come on. Come on. And Todd, thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? So CFRA has a website, www.cfraresearch.com. Uh, I'm on Twitter, at Todd CFRA. Uh, I'm also on LinkedIn. You can find me that way. I'd love to hear from you, uh, whether you want to learn more about our research or you want to just uh, hear, understand something that we talked about. 
uh, or you want to talk about uh, growing up in New York and then moving to Michigan. Happy to hear from you. <laughs> I love it. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Todd your appreciation and share today's show. The friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to CFRAResearch.com. Follow him on Twitter and find him on LinkedIn as well. Thank you again, Todd. My pleasure. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!